Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. It's the Ty Ready Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. I appreciate every single listener. I know I've been gone for a while, my little hiatus, but guess what? It's my podcast. I'm going to do what I want to do, but I thank you guys for tuning in and sticking with me with this inconsistency. Um, it is uh, human behavior to procrastinate and be inconsistent. <laughs> no, it's not. But uh, it's my behavior to procrastinate and be inconsistent with this podcast, and I do apologize. So I thank you guys for even checking back and rocking out with me. Fuck that. Yeah. Thank you. So good morning. It's Saturday morning. It is December. And um, I did have a podcast I did a few weeks ago to upload, and I was talking about Kamala, where the fuck has she been since the election? What the fuck is our senile President Joe Biden up to nowadays? Um... But I scrapped all that. You know, we got we, we got a lot of shit happening in the news. I don't I didn't really want to cover most of it, um, because it's it's depressing after a while. We got this white boy Rittenhouse who drove from uh, I don't know Wisconsin, one of these flyover states, to go shoot somebody, and he got off scot free. Um, but one thing we did not allow happen is the murderers of Aubrey. Um, I forgot his name. It might be Ahmad Aubrey, the brother that was jogging down south, I think in Atlanta. I don't know what one of the southern states he was jogging and he was shot down in the streets um, and it was videotaped. Thank God it was videotaped because those three niggas would have got off scot-free too. But them motherfuckers is going to jail. They've been convicted of murder. And um, the universe is right. You know, my condolences to the families uh, that's been affected. On both sides, as far as Rittenhouse, as far as him killing somebody, uh, and you know the three men that killed this brother Aubrey, you know um, my my condolences go out to Aubrey's family. And I sit here and I think sometimes about how gangster, how gangster we promote this, you know these rappers and songs and shit that we talk about. And Young Dolph just got killed by you know an op. You know, an opposition, another brother. Sounds like somebody shot that, you know, set that brother up at the cookie shop. Somebody said, yo, this nigga's here. And somebody pulled up and shot him. And it doesn't make any sense. We do all this shit. We're jealous of one another because we're getting a bag. And we still got Zimmerman walking around free. How gangster are y'all? I'm not inside. I'm not trying to inve- instigate anything. But how gangster are y'all? If, if Zimmer, Zimmerman, who shot and killed a child, is still walking around in Scott Free signing uh, Skittle packages and shit, that's cool. Y'all niggas ain't real gangsters, man. I'm a regular pedestrian, but all y'all niggas claiming gangsters that got Dracos and posing guns in your videos and we shoot a nigga disrespected. Di- You're corny. You're corny. Your gang has no meaning. It has no purpose. But to oppress others like you. So your crew is whack. Stand up for something. Clean up your neighborhood. Let's, Let's stop this nonsense violence. Let's stop, you know, these useless kids just picking up guns, killing one another. Recruiting them at such an early age. They're so impressionable. Allow these kids a chance to live and... You know, seek out their true talents and all the blah, 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 blah. But I'm not a preacher, but y'all niggas need to get it together, man. 
Oh, y'all need to get it to fuck together. So, I'm right here. I'm back here in the on the lake. Um, it's early morning, like I said, and um, excuse me. It's great. Um, we we we're making some moves with our kitchen. I don't want to talk too much about that shit because sometimes when I talk too much about it, shit happens. Um, so we are we do have some walls up. We do have a cabinet or two up, but it's still not a fully functioning kitchen. But we're coming around. We're coming around that corner. But um, I'm so thankful for everything that's happened thus thus far. Um, as far as the comedies thing, the comedy is is moving. You know, slow motion is better than no motion. Um, I'm thankful for that. Uh, we've had some great shows past couple of weeks. I need go in front. I had a really great show at a, um, a fundraiser I did a few weeks ago. I might upload that. That might be. I might tag that on the end of this podcast if I don't talk too long. But um, I had a really good show, um, a really good set. And, uh, you know, I, I've i been vacillating. That's my wife's word. I've been vacillating if I wanted to do a comedy album, right? And everybody's been doing a comedy album. What that entails... Other than jokes, I'm not sure. You know, I'm sure some good, clear audio. Uh, excuse me, is one. Um, clear audio is one. Um, material. I have material. And how long do I want to have my material? I want to do a comedy album for about a half hour. If I'm going to do straight talking, index it. You know, for, you know, you can go to particular jokes or whatever. But, um... I wanted to add something new, you know, for the people with a short attention span and for myself, like comedy snippets with a visual. I want to do something new. I've been working on that on the low. Huh. Uh, Working out a lot of things. Oh, my God. So you guys missed it. Well, you guys didn't miss it. I didn't broadcast it. So I missed it. I missed the broadcast to you guys. So, past couple of weeks have been interesting as this weather is changing. We're going into the winter months. Um, trying to ta- I was trying to stash my coins aside to get some uh, gifts for people this winter. You know, especially my wife. I always fuck up around the holidays and Christmas as far as getting her a nice gift. So, I'm trying to figure shit out. Um, hold, hold on. There was a campfire I set last night, and I'd be damned if this shit is still fucking smoking this morning. Mm-mm-mm. The fire is still fucking smoking. Are you kidding me? The fire is still smoke. This is from last night. Listen, I'm using one of these um, logs, right? These synthetic dipped in tar logs from um the amp and i i just so had i sat down here this morning and i'm looking at the the, the dirt right because i put dirt all on top of the log and and and, I, and it puts the fire out you know I, I do not leave a burning fire you know i just couldn't sleep <clears throat> even though there's not much no there's a bunch of shit it could catch fire but i'm looking at this this uh this dirt 
and there's smoke coming from it. This is the next fucking day. This is the next fucking day and there's smoke coming from this bitch. Holy shit, this this log. You can't stop these fucking logs. My wife is gonna be like, no way. I'm like, yeah, man, this shit was still fucking smoking, yo. Smoking Joe's Frazier. So those logs are dangerous as fuck. If you're gonna smother them with dirt and they're still smoking under the dirt. Oh, well, I swear to I swear to you not. I sit down here, I see smoke coming out the sides like I roasted a pig. I put this fire out around 9 30, 10 o'clock last night. 10 o'clock tops. I put this shit out 10 o'clock tops. I'm almost tempted to call my wife and be like, yo, do you realize this shit was still fucking smoking? Where's my phone? I will call her right now. That is some wild shit. So, yeah, so I got one of those logs in a yellow bag. And a lot of these people use logs like this to start up their fires in their house, you know, for their chimneys. I mean, sorry, their chimneys, their fireplaces. Or you could use it for outdoor use, like we've been. And, um, it's been great. But to have this bitch still smoking the night, the day after is... Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I'm calling my wife right now to tell her. I got to call and tell her. Yep. Baby, do you believe that I'm down here by the um, lake and I'm looking at the fire pit where I put all the dirt and shit on? There's smoke still coming from this bitch. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what I said. I said, I'm doing the podcast right now and you're on. And I said, my wife will not believe this shit. This shit's been smoking all night. That's crazy. Nuts, right? Yeah, that's crazy. This log has been dipped in oil and ass juice because ass oil can only seal and um make things impenetrable. Like you can't penetrate ass oil and the dirt can't get into the crevices of the ass oil because it can't break the surface so when it heats up this just shows you how dangerous ass oil can be when it heats up you can't stop it i think this log was soaked in ass oil and soot and lighter all right baby bye i think that these logs are dangerous as fuck there's no way you could smother this thing and, and leave it and then come back this shit's still fucking burning this is a damn weapon if there was some kind of war or something going on or some kind of territory war I'd heat these motherfuckers up and make a catapult and launch one of these black ass oiled rubbed down logs to, to my enemy and, and, and watch them niggas burn for days this, this shit is, this is a, whoever made this is a diabolical Diabolical invention. It's crazy. Oh my gosh. I can't. I can't, I can't believe it. It's phenomenal for that shit to still be burning. Ugh. Anyway, man. Did, what was I talking I was about to go back into my shows, man. So, I, I past couple of weeks, I've been having decent shows, man. Um, 
Gig Salad, thank you guys. Shout out to Gig Salad. They've been good to me. Uh, I finally paid into a, a, a Gig Salad subscription. And, um, you know, I paid like 100 bucks. It was like a little over 100 for a few months. And um, I'm happy to say I made, I made that money back through one of the gigs on Gig Salad. So thank you very much. You guys have been um, circulating my my reach i guess uh expanding my reach and i get a little skeptical man because i'm closer to philly now and we all know philly's fucking dangerous man now come on now we, let's not play all right let's not act ignorant we know some parts of philly can be a little dangerous but there's been a couple of house parties people have been inviting me to and birthday parties and i've been like eh, mm, where's it at it be at a residential or the neighborhood. I'm like, no, thank you. I'm not not saying anything could that you know it could happen in a club, but going to someone's house that I don't know like that. Not from, I I like to do house parties through referrals, right? That way, I kind of know the person that referred me. You know the person. That referred me to you. You know, it just it just makes it a little bit easier. I don't know if that makes sense. Um, then to just excuse me, I got a lot of mucus. Excuse me. Then to just pop up at somebody's door in Philadelphia, and some young nigga answer like, "Yo, who are you?" I'm like, "Oh, I'm the comedian." Oh, you the nigga? Oh, I. And then you know, I'm supposed to go there, and it could be some old boyfriend come through and see me and be like who this nigga this nigga this one you see in Tasha this the nigga you see in Tasha and I'd be like what and then all of a sudden I get stole on for being in the corner being quiet looking awkward you know and I always look like the, the boyfriend that's just getting introduced to the family I'm not I'm just a, I'm just a hired you know comedian so I don't want to put I don't like to put myself in those positions I'm 45 years old too I know I should know better you just don't pop up at motherfuckers houses for a couple of bucks it's never that deep. Although I could use the money. Don't don't get it twisted. I could use the money, but it's never that deep to be sitting up in somebody's living room putting your life in uh, putting your harms in life putting your life in harm's way. But I did uh take a couple of gigs from Gig Salad and I appreciate that. That actually pushed me. Um I did a gig I normally wouldn't do. I did a ch- I did a kids gig. I am not a child comic. I don't do comedy for kids. Period. I'm an adult. Now, I can get silly. I can definitely ride the moment and entertain some teenage kids for a few minutes. Maybe that could turn into a set. But I can't go in and just start dropping jokes on kids. That being said, I took a kid's gig through Gig Salad. Thank you. Thank you. And I will never do that shit again. Maybe not. Maybe not say never. I'm just going to say this was a very interesting gig. Just because I didn't I did not know what to prepare for. I have material. I have some family friendly material. 
Um, but to see a whole bunch of little kids' eyes looking back at me was just rough. And this is what made it rough, even more rough. I was doing comedy for 150 Jewish kids in the Jewish temple during one of their game nights. Now, not that they're Jewish. There's no problem with fucking Jewish people, please. I'm just setting up the frame for you. It's just like I felt such I felt like such a fish out of water, right? I'm a black guy. I, I'm, I'm 45 years old. These kids are from the eighth grade up to seniors in high school. Um, they had like a mock uh, uh, gambling night, casino night, you know, where they had tables and stuff. They had the, the fake gambling chips and stuff. They're playing card games I'm not gonna say poker but they're playing card games and stuff and they won chips from those card games and they can cash those chips in for prizes like t-shirts and buttons and pins and things like that cool stuff for kids right and I get up on stage well not even I get in front of the conference room it felt like I was selling them shit like I was recruiting them to Ivy League schools or some shit I don't know but uh I'm yelling at these fucking kids trying to connect with them and I'm I'm just I'm just dying up there. I'm fucking dying up there. And then I'm asking kids, you know, what they do what they do. Yeah, what do you do for a living, kid? Play games, you know, nothing. You know, I nothing. You know, I I did start off with my son. I don't know if he's gonna graduate from high school or get a degree at Fortnite, and they laughed at that. And they laughed at a couple of jokes I had about dog coats having pockets. And, you know, they laughed at me making fun of some kids that didn't make any chips or win any games and the lower chips and no one's crying. You know, they laughed at little stuff. You know, I'm not going to say I totally fucking bombed because it wasn't like I was bombing. I was just a f- I was just out of my element. Right. But what set it off for me it was just funny. It was just so many things that I can't say. I would like to say, but I couldn't say. Uh, there was one black kid in the old room besides me besides me there was another African American and there was a young kid and I kept saying in my mind how the fuck did you get here like who dropped you off this is a Jewish temple this is, it's exclusive to Jews and he could be Jewish I don't know he could be Jewish there are black Jews Lenny, Lenny Kravitz, goddammit. And there's another one. I know there is. I'm going to Google him. I think one of my friends is Jewish and black. I could be lying. But I couldn't say anything like, hey, thanks to my son for coming out. I couldn't even say that. I hit a garbage truck going down the street. Goddammit, my son took the garbage out of the garbage can but left it in the fucking kitchen. God bless him. And then I asked the kids what games were they playing. They were playing uh, Family Jew. That shit was hilarious because it wasn't like one kid said it because I couldn't hear him at first. One kid did say it back to me. He said Family Jew. I said what? I didn't. I, I don't. I didn't think I heard him correctly. I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. What you? What are you playing? Family. And then like all of them said it. Family Jew. I just started laughing to myself 
I laughed a little bit, but I laughed at myself. I was like, oh, hey, yeah, that sounds like a fun game. And I just looked at the black kid, like, how did you do in Family Jew? <laughs> I don't know what to do. I was so, like, ah, uh, it was such a weird, awkward experience, man. Oh, man, it was such an awkward, awkward experience. Um, and I did, I think I do it, supposed to do half, I did about 20 minutes. And what made it hard, it was the chaperones, the chaperone on the side. Everybody had their mask on. Everybody but me, I'm talking. And the chaperone on the side, he just just giving me these fucking eyes like you can't tell anything with a mask on and I'm just getting eyes and and by the way all the kids are masked up so all I'm getting is eyes I started walking around I, I didn't know what the fuck to do I'm walking around I could have been violating COVID code I ain't got no mask I'm talking to these kids I'm, I'm, it felt like a fucking pep rally after a while who likes hamsters? Yay! Who has a pet at home? You know? You know, who combs their hair? It's just any fucking thing to get these kids. Who likes colors? You know, anything. Anything. Like, say it dumb shit. Who has a backpack? You guys carry backpacks? They're like, yeah. Like, duh. I know what the fuck to do. I like waffles. I eat a whole pack of waffles. What? Get me out of here, goddammit. I was so done with it. I was so done with it. Oh, my God. But thank you. Uh, I think his name is Chad that booked me. Thank you very much. Because um, he did call and give me a heads up of what it was. And I didn't want to back away from this. You know, I didn't want to run away from a challenge because it is a challenge. Um, I felt that I succeeded part way because I did not run. That's how I see it. I did not run. So I, I see it as a success. But damn, that shit was so difficult. I wanted to quit. After that, that night right there, I thought about comedy a different way. I said, shit, what the fuck? I've never felt so disconnected from a group ever um, trying to tell jokes to them. Other than the time when I, I auditioned for that musical when I was like in my 20s, way before comedy. And I didn't know I was auditioning for a musical until I was sitting down with a bunch of people that was tuning their voices singing. And then I knew I was in deep shit because I already signed a list. Yeah, I was. I did a audition for. A, I'll talk to you about that shit some other time. But I auditioned for a musical. It was on a whim. I was sitting down on the porch, reading the paper. It was a. It was a Montclair paper. It came out every Thursday, and I was reading these. Uh, you know the the play and. I guess the Playmaker articles or whatever it was. It was a section where it was the arts. And um, I was thinking about just doing something different, like acting or whatever. I really wanted to do like a play, you know, and I don't know. I could have been high. 
I think I was, and I was just like, hey, maybe I'll try it. And you know, coming down off the high, I wasn't I wasn't high going into it, so I was like, you know what, that's a good idea. I've something. This is something I wanted to do, so I went there to the little playhouse, and this playhouse is over by the um, the AMP. Now it's the Acme on Valley Road, and um, I remember driving there with my Nissan Sentra with a busted muffler. That shit was loud as fuck. Now pulled up right in front of the building. Got up a spot right in front. Got there. This place was packed with people already. And everybody had folders and stuff. And I just walk in, I sign a list. And um, you know, one of the directors of this come this thing comes out, the production comes out, and you know, I'm sitting down and, you know, I think I made conversation with one person over there. I'm always talking to people and people and, and people in that in the arts, they, they like to talk. They reach out to you. They talk. They, it's just like a little community. So they're very friendly. And he was like, does everybody have their music? Da, 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 da. I'm looking around like music. What the fuck? I was like, no, I ain't got no music. I was like, what is this? He's like, oh, it's a musical. I was like, oh, I got to leave. So. Instead of leaving, I was talking to somebody, and they're going through the list of names, and they're going rather quickly. And some of these people are like veteran singers, you know, they do plays, they do musicals. Me, I don't do none of that shit. This is my first time, like, doing a play since Peter Rabbit in, like, kindergarten. You know, so, what, what the fuck do I know, right? So I'm sitting there, I'm just talking, I'm running my mouth like I normally do. Um, Because people are cool, people are cool in there. And they get to my name. And the guy, I'm like telling the guy, like, listen, um, you know, I think I'm in the wrong spot, man. I I honestly, it it happened so fast. I wasn't talking like for an hour, a half hour, and then they got to me. It was like maybe like seven minutes, if that, because I was trying to find a way out. And... You know, I was talking to this other guy or this woman about music. and I'm like, yeah, I don't sing. And then the director came out and he's like, okay, Ty, you're next. And I was like, no, nah, I, I think I'm, I don't, I'm not a singer. Like, come on, you can sing. It's like, if I can sing, I know you can sing. And I'm I, like, it's pretty racist. You know, you thinking I can sing because I'm black. I probably could sing better than you, but that's pretty racist thinking I can sing because I'm, I'm black, right? And I can't fucking sing. So they called me, I get up, I actually go into the room. I walked into the room, like, with no idea what the fuck I am going to do with the director of the show. I walk into the room, there's a guy on stage with a piano. I step on stage, no, on the side of me to, to, with the piano. I step on stage. There's three people in the little theater seats, right? It's a very small theater. I walk in, it's a very small theater. Maybe about, maybe it's about 70 people, maybe 50 people. I don't know. It was small. But I see three people sitting in the, in the theater seats. And they're like, your name and what you're going to sing. I was like, my name is Ty Rainey. I was like, and I don't sing. I was like, I don't know what I was going to sing. Um, I don't have a song. 
and then one of the three people, the judges or whatever the hell they, the casting guys or whatever, they're like, all right, we'll sing happy birthday. I was like, everybody knows happy birthday. I was like, all right, cool. So happy birthday, cool. So I'm going to sing happy birthday for these three motherfuckers, right? And the piano player. So the piano player is going to play happy birthday while I sing it. So I'm waiting for him to start the music, right? I'm waiting for the piano man to start, but happy birthday starts with happy you know what i mean it starts with happy and then it then the music comes in so i'm looking at the piano player he's looking at me like nigga when you gonna start and i'm looking at him like nigga hit a key like i need help out here so i start singing i go happy and then a train comes there's a train track right next to the building right that runs along the back of valley road the train comes soon as i try to get the first solid happy birthday out happy train comes they go hold on i have to wait i have to wait for this long fucking train to go by I'm standing on stage, this loud roaring train is going by behind me in the, you know, in the background. You know, we can't see it. We're in the building, but we hear it. That's how close we are to this train. Piano man's looking at me. I'm looking at the piano man like, damn, nigga, you left me hanging. And I'm looking at the three people, you know, in the, you know, in the seats. They're just looking at me and they're kind of talking to one another. I'm like, while the train is going by and I'm sitting there like, what? am i doing i'm swinging my hands back and forth i'm looking at the director on the side like this motherfucker done got me in here to embarrass myself so train stops they're like okay from the top <laughs> so i start singing happy birthday you know i sang this song so loud and so flat it was horrible so so horrible like i didn't even get to like that halfway point and it was like okay thank you and i walked out so fast you're talking about someone that walked out so i was a speed walker off that stage and out that joint yo i left he was like, all right, hang out for a little bit. I was like, okay, man. I walked right out the building, got in my car, started that loud-ass muffler that got out that bitch and bounced. You talking about the worst? Oh, my goodness. That was the worst. It was funny. But the worst experience. I had no I had no idea what I was doing. I had no business up there, but it was just something that I had to do. And this was way before comedy. And it was just something that I it just something drew me to that that morning to look at that paper and be like, hmm, I'm gonna go try this. And not fully reading it and realizing it it was for a musical. And I'm sitting there like, I don't fucking sing, nigga. I, I don't. And it was horrible. Ah, oh, but it was so funny. It was so funny. 
But um, that's all I'm sharing, man. I, I just hope you guys enjoyed the podcast, man. And thank you guys for de- dealing with me and my inconsistency. But I'm going to try to be consistent. I know I said that the last time. I'm not going to be consistent. But thank you guys for tuning into the Tyranny Podcast. I love y'all. Thank you guys for following. Share this shit out. Drop me an email, man, at comedian at gmail. I would love to hear from you guys. Um, also, there's more shows. Tyrainy.com. Follow me on Twitter, Comedian Tyrainy. Instagram, Comedian Tyrainy. All that social media is. I'm going to holler at y'all later. Peace.